0: This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Tip of the Iceberg Podcast, brought to you as always by the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Nick Berlansky, and as always, I am joined by Nick Horwat here on this beautiful Monday morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and the Pittsburgh Penguins are 3 0 2 to start the season. Now, you know, I would say without Sidney Crosby, but that's just the tip of the iceberg for the Penguins' issue, injury issues. So ah,
0: he said it, he, he, said, he said it, he, he said, he said, the said thing. it.
1: So they're 3 0 2 despite. A lot of injury issues, a lot of COVID issues, and we're going to get into that to start off our show. As they were victorious on Saturday night, once again, you were in the building, Mr. Horwat, enjoying the Pittsburgh Penguins, laying an ass whooping on the Toronto Maple Leafs. How was
0: that atmosphere? Because I know it was not a sellout once again. Yeah, there was actually fewer people than the Dallas game, I heard. Um, But it felt like there was more people there. So that means the atmosphere was definitely better, right? It was a Saturday night... Drinks were flowing for many people. Uh, not me. I was driving that night, so I was just... <laughs> I was having some Hawaiian punches and uh, a, uh, a cheesesteak from... What's that place called? The place that sells the crab fries? Mm, yeah, I don't... They have, che- have cheesesteaks, and they're really good. But mm. uh, I digress. The game was even better because, goodness gracious, that team had nobody. Uh, and we still just... Uh, wrecked their shit I don't know how else to put it man I don't I, the, I said I was t- talking with Megan who is an open Leafs fan who by the way has not listened to the episode where I said they're going to go to the cup final yet I keep telling her to listen to it um, but I kept saying at the beginning of the game the Leafs don't look bad yet keyboard yeah. there was yet the Leafs don't look yeah. bad they just look like they're getting outplayed the Penguins look better mm-hmm. um and then give it the second period, and holy crap, they just looked bad. Like, yeah. the Leafs looked outright bad. Not even, uh you know, just missing chances by a couple inches, which they did. There were a couple, you know, good opportunities that, you know, hit the post or uh, Jari made some good saves on, but they just looked like they couldn't get it together. They, mm-hmm. so many giveaways. I don't have the giveaway numbers. I'm sure there was way more than we'll probably recorded just because it looked like they were giving it away every chance they got. Um, the team didn't look like they were super into it. Jason Spence is the only player on that team right now. Yeah, That honestly. is not that is not how it should be on that team. Um, Just it I'm sure we've all gone and watched Steve Dangle's video at this point. I haven't. It's, it' our boy, our boy Hunter Hody's made his tweet made it. Megan's tweet made it at the end. <laughs> uh, so it's, uh it was interesting. Take mm-hmm. your time to go watch. It It was number four on trending in Canada, I think. Oh. And not
1: in Virginia, but
0: go <laughs> ahead. but uh, it's the Leafs are in a not good spot. It's okay, yeah, it's early. Mm-hmm. Steve said it in the video perfectly. It may be early this season. This has been happening for four years now. This is not where it should be. It's time for them to pick it up. And like I said, they just looked bad against a, not an AHL roster. I like that people keep saying that, but from a replacement level roster in the Penguins.
1: It also doesn't help the players that scored the seven goals for the Pittsburgh Penguins. It wasn't Kasperi Kapanen. It wasn't Jake Gensel. I mean, we'll go down through that here in a second. But before I mention that, when we're talking about the Leafs right now so far this season, yeah, they're struggling to start the season, and maybe that is the magic formula for them because normally they're, you know, right out of the gates as one of the best teams of the season, and they carry that through the regular season, then suck in the postseason. So maybe they're trying to inverse it here and get all their sucking done early in the season. I'm sure Megan would appreciate that if that's what they're doing, but understanding that Matthews didn't play the first couple games of the year, but he still has three games under his belt and not a single point that that is i mean you don't want to overreact too much to something like that but he is supposed to be your all-world talent he is a rocket richard winner now he, you can't go th- your first three games especially after you miss the first couple you need to make a statement upon returning especially especially when you play in the market that Austin Matthews does so I don't want to get too harp too much on the, the Toronto Maple Leafs because the Penguins did come out and play a really good game. It seems like the same thing that we saw in the opener. People are saying, wow, the Maple Leafs are really bad, but not many people are giving the Penguins credit for the way that they played. Now, understanding a couple of the Penguins' goals did bounce off of Maple Leafs' defenders, a couple bad deflections, but when you put up seven, that's no longer coincidence and chance. That's, that's bad on one side and good on the other. You don't just get bad on one side and give up seven. So, uh let me run down through the goals really quickly. Uh, before we even get into that. We haven't even mentioned who has been out for the Penguins. We didn't mention what happened there.
0: I think it's kind of obvious though. I think everyone sort of knows at this point. But yes, still no Crosby, no Malkin Still. Crosby yeah. seems to be getting closer. Uh still no real time frame. Malkin, we we know. Yeah. Out. Gone. Um Rust, we still have no information on. I mean, it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. He, he's on IR. That's all we know. Uh, and then Jeff Carter got hit with a COVID situation. Mm-hmm. So did Tristan Jari the same day, but he turned out to be okay. False positive. Mm-hmm. So he was back in the lineup. But then the date, the morning of the game, good old Chris Letang, number one defenseman, down with a COVID situation. So those are the main five. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, that's a power play unit. If it gets to the point where you say, wow, who's
1: going to wear the, the alternate captain letter, because the only person that we know is Dumoulin and Dumoulin is already an alternate alternate. So yeah, when he it doesn't gets even to that wear point, it on
0: a regular, fully healthy it, day. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So when it gets to that point, you know, you're missing a lot of your top echelon players and also the fact that you look at where you're missing them. So you're missing your top three centers, your 28 minutes a night defenseman, And you were almost missing your starting goaltender who, yes, people are still on him about what happened last year in the playoffs, but 28 saves on 29 shots again tonight, Tristan Jari, or not tonight, I should say Saturday night, Tristan Jari, he's looking really good to start the season and what he's 3-0-1?
0: Yeah, it, it may have been the broken Maple Leafs, but it was the Maple Leafs nonetheless that he was making those saves on. There's still talent there. I don't know how many shots. I don't think Martor got a shot. To, let me start there. I don't. I didn't see him on the ice at all. Megan told me he got benched, so I believe it. He was pretty invisible otherwise. Um, Matthews. I don't know how many shots he got. I know he was the one that scored. Scored. Quote unquote on that goalie interference penalty. And then what? Nylander's mm-hmm. other other kind of so, good player right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, Mitch Marner had two shots on goal. Austin Matthews had six. Jeez. And Willie Nylander had two. John
0: Tavares had five. So that's that's the star power right there. Matthews had six and a crossbar. So and a crossbar. Yeah, it, he's making the right saves on the right people. Clearly. Mm. Well, he, he made the saves on everybody but Jason Spezza. And that was kind of a scramble. Not much you could
1: do about it. Yeah. And he almost made the save too. He got a piece of that. So Tristan Jari's performance also, I mean, we we talk about seven to one, but I think just as important is holding the Toronto Maple Leafs to a one than it is putting up seven. I mean, obviously the seven is going to be the storyline because of the players that are out and the fact that seven's already kind of a, a wow number when you see it on a score sheet in an NHL game. But let's go down through who scored these goals for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mike Matheson scored. Jason Zucker got his second of the year. Marcus Pedersen scored. Brian Boyle gets his second of the year. Evan Rodriguez gets a goal. Least and your boy, DOC. Oh yeah, Evan Rodriguez doing it against his former team. You gotta love it. <laughs> and DOC scores two. Should have been three. Had a couple opportunities. Might have even had four with some of the opportunities that he had. Definitely yeah. putting himself in the right position to score goals.
0: Yeah, it's that looked He looked really good this game. Mm-hmm. I that's. The conversation has begun does he stay in the lineup when we're fully healthy now first of all the the premise of a fully healthy penguins roster seems like a farce yeah but he's making his case it's a hard case to make still just because he's so young but and you'd have to do some lineup maneuvers Mm -hmm. like there would probably have to be a trade or something like that involved because our lineup isn't loaded with guys we can just send to the minors right now like we we can't ship anyone to the taxi squad either which by the way the league should think about bringing that back for this season again because multiple teams are getting hit with covid issues just a thought um so we can't even like utilize the taxi squad there would have to be some maneuvering and i think would have to come in the form of a small trade of someone that we don't want to trade because this whole team looks good right now mm-hmm. or i saw the option of moving malk into the wing wild i don't hate the idea but does he uh i don't know i
1: mean usually wingers have less responsibility in the defensive zone so i'm sure he wouldn't be too upset at that
0: fact less skating on that knee i like it which by the way looks t- looks torn to shreds in that in the room I did not – oh, is it out? I saw a little little video
1: snippet. I didn't see the actual fool in the room. Is it out? Yeah, and you can see his okay. knee
0: in the little snippet anyway. It looked torn to shreds, man. Yeah. Uh, and it's the, mean, that's recovery knee. It's not even like when it happened.
1: Yeah. So, it, obviously, there's, he, there's still a while till he comes back. Yeah. But the Pittsburgh Penguins, now they, they've improved to 3-0-2 so far in the season. We're five games in. The Penguins have still yet to lose in regulation. And they're playing well. In every game, this was their second blowout victory in the first five games. Obviously, you remember they blew out the Blackhawks on opening night at PPG. So the Penguins not only are winning games, but they're blowing teams out. They are putting up five, six goals in a game. They're putting up four goals pretty much consistently unless they play the Dallas Stars. But, I mean, understandably, this team is scoring a lot of goals without a lot of goal-scoring players in the lineup. They have... And I saw that this was leading the league after Saturday's action. I don't know about Sundays. I don't know if anybody was close. But the Penguins have 14 players so far that have scored a goal this season for them. That is cra- 14 players in five games. All different players scoring goals. Right now, I believe Danton Heinen is leading the team in goals. And he hasn't. I think he hasn't scored a goal since... I mean, he's been scoreless in the last two, which of five
0: is not much. The Penns' top three scorers are all... Uh, what is it? Three, two, five. I think. Rodriguez, Heinen, and O'Connor are all—they all have the same stat line. I think it's yes. three, two, five.
1: Yeah, three goals, two assists, and five points. Those so. three.
0: Those three are leading our team right now.
1: Yeah. So I mean, the, it, it's crazy to think. I mean, Sperry is right behind him with four assists. Good to see he's p- picking up there. He needs to score a goal, but still. He really does. I mean, he he screwed me over on Saturday. I don't know if he screwed me over because he had a, a couple of apples on Saturday. But I had a, a bet on DraftKings that he was going to score at some point in that game. Seven Penguins goals. <laughs> not a single one from Kasperi captain. But, oh. you know, sometimes that's how the cookie crumbles. And sometimes that's how the betting ends up. And it did not end up in my favor. But... Like we said, the Penguins are 3-0-2. A really good game against the Toronto Maple Leafs on Saturday. It's a lot of really upbeat moods in Pittsburgh right now because the Steelers are also coming off a win and had a bye week. So that's oh, always fun to a see week. as well. You can't lose on a bye week, exactly. And you can't get anybody – I shouldn't say can't. But most of the time, people don't get injured on a bye week. So that's also a good thing. But with the Penguins at 3-0-2, with Crosby progressing, we're, we're past that minimum date now. And he's skating with the team, he's practicing, he's saying the one thing that he hasn't really done yet is he hasn't gotten into kind of physical battles, tough face-off battles, corner battles. So we'll see how that progresses. But you have to think that he should be returning sometime in the next week, or at least he's going to get that much closer sometime in the next week.
0: Yeah, he said he still doesn't have a timetable, but... I don't know. It's... It's interesting that we've hit the point and he hasn't uh, given a timetable where he has said there isn't one. Yeah. I think that's what's interesting. But these are finicky things, man. You can't just throw them to the wolves. Uh, yeah. Especially when we find out that I mean, we haven't had this discussion on the podcast yet. He's been injured with this for seven years.
1: Yeah, that's right. I forgot. It's been a, It's been a while since we've recorded. So I forgot yeah. what we all talked about. But, yeah, he's been injured since – he got injured initially by Ryan Reeves before Ryan Reeves was a penguin.
0: Yep. St. Louis blue Ryan Reeves. Exactly.
1: So yeah, seven years. And you threw down the stat line yep. of what he's done in that seven years. And I also added a couple of the, the hardwares that he brought home. And it's just, it's ridiculous that this guy, now that you look at that for seven years of what is what a 16 year career, he played with an injured wrist.
0: Yeah. Now, to be fair, it's not like he was in, not like he was playing with a broken wrist each and every one of these games. It, Correct. He said it himself that hey, it came, it came, it went. I was okay. It was like kind of in full health for most of it anyway. Mm-hmm. But the fact that an injury like that kind of lingered with him for that long, um, it makes the numbers honestly incredible. I mean, yeah. Sure, like like we said, like yeah, he wasn't hurt. He wasn't playing with a bandaged up wrist for 500 plus games. It was just, hey, sometimes it hurts, sometimes it doesn't. I was able to perform at the top of my game, yeah. without a surgery. It just came to the point where, hey, it needed to get done. Yeah,
1: let not wild. Yeah, let's not compare this to Mario Lemieux playing with a back injury because it was not Ooh. that. I know was there's a, some people that are saying, oh my god, Crosby played with. Listen, Mario can, Lemieux playing with his back injury whenever he needed to have, like some sort of device made so he could tie his skates versus Sidney Crosby saying, you know, my wrist doesn't feel right today. Completely different stories. So, Lemieux couldn't
0: get, Lemieux couldn't get over the boards. At least you can skate and kind of do something with one hand.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it's still crazy to think that Crosby played with this injury on and off for seven years without getting it taken care of. But now that it is, I mean, you hope that he's all right. Again, why rush them back when the Penguins are three Oh and 2 this season? So they're clearly playing better. Hopefully, they get Carter and Latang back and out of the COVID protocol because as of right now, they're both asymptomatic. They're trying to figure out if they were false positives or not. But the Pittsburgh Penguins have had some issues with the old COVID 19 testing early on in this season, which is surprising because all
0: of them are vaccinated. Yep. Break, gotta love the breakthrough cases. It's just a hard situation. And, mm-hmm. uh, hey, go get vaccinated, but also still play it safe. And also, yeah. let's just bring back the Taxi Squad. It was fun to talk about the Taxi Squad for a long time.
1: I the, the Taxi it. Squad
0: was a
1: fun uh, – it was a fun little addition to last year.
0: Obviously, it was brought up in necessity, uh, Yeah, but, but it, it was fun to discuss. It's nearing necessity again, though. I mean, the Penguins are having yeah. air issues. The Hawks have air issues now. Mm-hmm. Um. And the Kraken had to play their first game, like, without three of their main people, yeah. right? Yeah. Or did Alexiak end up playing? Uh, I know McCann ended up playing. Okay. No,
1: I have like no idea who else did. I can't remember. That was a couple of weeks ago. My brain just... Too much yeah. information. But uh, it's funny that you mentioned the taxi squad, because what that taxi squad would do was take... A, it would take away from how amazing this lineup looks. When I say this lineup, I'm talking about the... Pittsburgh Penguins, AHL affiliate, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton Penguins starting lineup. Now, I, it was Friday night. Horwat sends me something on Twitter. I don't see the picture, so I don't know what it is. And he just says, this lineup is amazing. And yeah. I knew I I, I was going to send back without even looking at it and be like, you're definitely not talking about the Penguins lineup. Because that was right after we learned, okay, Jari's going to be hmm. possibly out. Carter is in the COVID protocol. But I was wrong. It was the Penguins. It was just the wilkes Grant scranton Penguins. Now, Fine. we look at this lineup right now. Sam Poulin, Radim Zahorna, Valtteri Pustinen is the top line. Second line of Casper Bjorkfist, Michael Chaput, and Felix Robert. Third line is Philip Hollander, Jordy Bellarive, and Nathan Legare. And the fourth line is Jamie Devane, Jonathan Gruden, Kyle Olsen. That's the forward lineup.
0: That's you, multiple. More, about half of those guys, you either will in Michael Shapiro because injuries and bullshit Mm -hmm. or would like to very much see in the penguins in the NHL penguins lineup in the near future. Yeah. Like that's so nutty to be looking at. And that's in your AHL squad, dude. Mm -hmm. I will drive across the state right now to watch that. (laughs) It's funny
1: because, you know, a lot of people talk about the penguins not having a really good prospect pool and they're not wrong. I'm not going to try to dispute that fact. The penguins are not deep. When it comes to the prospect pool. But their entire prospect pool that is actually worth talking about, basically, is now playing in the AHL. So if you want to see the top prospects and the best prospects for the Pittsburgh Penguins, they're all playing for the Wilkes-Barre-Scranton Penguins. Except for, you know, Casper. Not Casper. I'm trying to think. Joel Blongfist and Callie Clang. Yeah. Those guys are still playing over in Europe. But and for the majority...
0: Tristan Braz still is... Uh, and Tristan Braz mean, NCAA, is playing in Minnesota. So... We got time.
1: But the guys that are cl- the closest to the NHL are where they should be. They're the, the closest league to the NHL, which is the AHL right now. So this team, and I mean, I didn't even mention the fact that defensively, P.O. Joseph and Taylor Fadun are the top pairing. saw Rikola and Matt Bartkowski are the second pairing. Just seems like those guys are call up at a moment's notice. We saw Rikola was called up yep. as, a, as a paper move for Saturday's game. And then we have also Chris Biggers and Cam Lee. As the third pairing down there, obviously Philip Lindbergh and Louis Domingue are the goaltenders. But you you know this lineup
0: is good when you haven't heard of two people in the entire lineup. Yeah. Like that's that's that that shouldn't be that shouldn't be your AHL roster. You shouldn't not know two people. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: And the thing is, it's not like we're two guys that yes, we pay attention to Wilkes Bear, we pay attention to Wheeling, but we don't follow that specifically. That's why When you see these guys, it's people that have been talked about in Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, which is which is which is a big deal. Looking at the AHL roster last few years, you would see, oh yeah, those guys, and then you'd hit the bottom six and be, who are most of these guys again? Like where did they come from? Or you'd glance at Wheeling's lineup, be like, okay, there's a couple names there. Right now, Wheeling's a uh, not a dumpster fire, but dude, I know none of the names down there (laughs) except for Josh Maniscalco because the mighty have fallen. But Wheeling, I don't know that lineup at all. Yeah, I mean, you
1: also you kind of don't take much away from Josh Maniscalco because you look at this decor and you're like, yeah. okay, it's he he lost out to Chris Biggers. That's all he had. <laughs> yeah. There was one spot for him, and he lost out.
0: Yeah, this is it's so nutty. I love it. Um, the future is brighter than people want to give credit for.
1: And, you know, with that, we figured let's end this segment with a quick minor league minute. We did one last week. Might as well start off this week doing one. So the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, 2-0 over the weekend with matching 2-1 overtime wins. They won on Friday night, 2-1. Philip Lindbergh got the start on Friday, 30 saves on 31 shots. And the goals for wilkes by Philip Hollander and then the OT winner by Casper the friendly ghost Bjorkvist. He's able to net one. And that was a home game for the Pittsburgh, or not the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. And then on Sunday they also were able to pick up a win this time on the road against the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, a two-to-one overtime win once again. This time Louis Domingue in net for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, and Valtteri Pustinen puts in both goals for the Baby Pens. Like I said, two and zero over the weekend, four and one over. Sorry, three and one overall. To start the season in four games, a good start for wilkes Bear, a good start for Pittsburgh, a good start for the Penguins organization.
0: It's good stuff. It's a ton of fun. Like you said, the you almost called them the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, they're gonna be the Pittsburgh Penguins one day.
1: <laughs> yep, yeah, one day meaning like in two years. <laughs> yeah, literally, most of these, some of these guys might be up this season, and but they're probably gonna filter through through the next two years.
0: Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll you, just be fun.
1: You just hope we don't have a bunch of Daniel Sprongs come up.
0: He's that dude's doing so well now.
1: He's doing very well in, in Washington. That's the only reason I bring his name up. I always forget. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. He was he was our like stud prospect, and now he's actually doing stuff for for Washington. It's 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 it kind of sad. It happens. But uh, also, if you watched the Wilkes-Barre scranton Penguins on NHL Network on Sunday, so they get a little bit more exposure. NHL Network covering the Wilkes-Barre versus Lehigh Valley game. Obviously, it's nice to see just organizational success. It's something that we haven't had for a little while, actually since prior to the Stanley Cups, whenever we had Wilkes-Barre as a really good team in the AHL. So you hope to get that back and you hope that Wilkes-Barre succeeds this year and you hope that the Pittsburgh Penguins obviously succeed as well. But we're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to finish off this episode with our weekly Pens poll. We'll be right back. NFL fans, are you hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner-winner, chicken dinner. It is that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings will not leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, brought to you as always by the Hockey Podcast Network as well as DraftKings. Make sure you use promo code THPN. When you visit the DraftKings sportsbook app for great odds and opportunities, once again, promo code THPN at the DraftKings sportsbook app. I had a really good weekend sports betting. I a really good weekend mostly in the NHL and the NBA. I was doing good. I love betting NFL football, but I suck at betting NFL football.
0: I'm sure people been losing a lot of money on the Chiefs right now.
1: Yeah, the Chiefs screwed me, and so did Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore getting killed by you
0: know Joey Big Nuts Burrow. It. Huh. Crushed all of my bets. Listen, I don't dislike Patrick Mahomes as a person. I hope he gets well soon, by the way. That injury did not look fun. He uh, cleared but... the concussion protocol already. Oh, he did? Damn.
1: Okay. Yeah, he, they, he cleared it by last night. He cleared it by post-game press conferences. Interesting. I can't believe that.
0: Interesting. Anyway, yeah. no, I have nothing against Patrick Mahomes. It's just really funny watching him not be good anymore. I don't know why. There's just something really cynical inside of me that's like I love watching the – the highest paid players the best players just be bad for a little bit the, the mighty have fallen
1: as you said in the last segment
0: yes there's something about watching patrick mahomes throw interceptions that just it brings a little joy to me i don't know why i have no idea why i don't hate him at all his his, his state uh state farm commercials might be a little annoying but that's because we see them every other at all state rate. farm commercials are pretty much oh no i love the aaron Rodgers ones <laughs> i don't like aaron Rodgers though so that's me not liking him. I know he's good, but I don't like him. Until he comes here next year, I don't like him.
1: <laughs> a little bit of Homerism always, always here at the tip of the iceberg. Got a, we just have a dash of Homerism. Not a lot, although we're, we're wearing a lot of black and gold. But uh, yeah. regardless, let's get to our Pens poll for the week. And you kind of teased it a little bit earlier. And the question was, if the Penguins are at full health, <laughs> big if. Which of these players will still be in the lineup? Drew O'Connor, big old DOC, wins this poll at 34%. Brian Boyle gets 30% of the vote in second place. Evan Rodriguez brings home 21% of the vote, and so does Dominic Simone. So Simone and Rodriguez tie at 21%, but then those other two guys soaring high. People love big Brian Boyle, and people are loving.
0: Penguins leading scorer, DOC well, Penguins' leading scorer. Also Evan Rodriguez down there, but um, as well. Wow. Cause, because you're looking at this lineup now and you're seeing how successful it is. You don't want to lose any of them. Yeah, really. It's, this is so wild. I don't even remember who I picked. I think I made a selection when, when you first put it out and thought I'm going to change this by the time we record, just because Mm -hmm. games will have happened. Things will have changed. But i'm gonna stick with juro O'Connor just because there seems to be things that he is doing that is gonna keep him up here mm-hmm. there seem to be some moves that can be made whether or not it's liked or not by people that can be made but it's a business and he is what's best for business <clears throat> at the moment yeah i think it can be interesting i think he has to continue to prove himself like if let's say the ship falls apart starts sinking nah mm-hmm. never mind back to the ahl come try again next year but as of right now in the what have you done for me lately sort of question this may be yeah drew o'connor is winning this race sure evan rodriguez looks good and is also leading the league in points but leading we what team <laughs> team
1: yeah. i was about to say wait evan rodriguez has like 80 points because that's where connor mcdavid is it's also
0: been like multiple hat tricks across the league already this is a wild year yeah um but, yeah, with Rodriguez leading the team of points, still, we kind of know what his role is on this team. It is replacement level, taxi squad if we had one, mm-hmm. or healthy scratch, which might just be the inevitable. Dom Simone, dude, what, what got into him looking decent? What the hell? Low expectations, I guess, right? Has, yeah, that, been, I... has, that, has that been this entire Penguin season so far? We have no expectations for this team, and they're mm-hmm. blowing us out of the water. Yeah, basically we need to keep those expectations low when we're fully healthy too just so we're not disappointed
1: you know i mean inherently once you see oh sydney cross he's back in the lineup for a team that hasn't lost in regulation if that happens on tuesday against the tampa bay lightning which it probably won't but
0: if that happens the expectations will inevitably go up yep yeah they will that it's just a reflex Mm -hmm. uh so and who was the last one i'm forgetting brian boyle Dude, I don't want to lose Brian Boyle off this team anymore. I don't know what the hell happened. I was fully discussing him, you know, in the offseason. Yeah, sign him, on to, sign him on to his contract. Healthy scratchman press box him once everyone's healthy. Well, now I don't want to lose him. I don't know why. It's not like he's the greatest performer. He's got two goals and an assist somewhere, I think. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. But he's just fu- – oh, also – i think maybe what did it in was that fight with simmons because once you are a flyer scumbag you are always a flyer scumbag Uh. unless you joined the penguins but i can't think of anyone that's gone that way aaron asham but that was far in the past yeah uh yeah just i just need to know did mark friedman and uh wayne simmons play together in philly at any point i mean mark friedman only played
1: a hand like 11 games
0: Because he loves going after his former Flyer teammates. And that's what started that fight. I don't know if anyone caught on to that. But Simmons dumped the puck in. And you know how, like, when you dump a puck in, defensemen usually try and, like, shove you off of it?
1: Well, yeah, slow you down so you lose momentum.
0: Oh, Freeman didn't do the push. He just started skating, drifting backwards and just staring Simmons in his face. (laughs) It was the greatest thing ever. That's what caused Simmons to uh slash Friedman not get penalized but then Boyle jumped in to fight him and something about Friedman going after former Flyers I'm here for
1: also former Flyers going after Mark Friedman
0: last season if we remember he got injured in both games that he played against Philly yeah but this one just he it took until the end of the game but he found Simmons and got in his face and it was awesome yeah I'm here for playing uh Mark Friedman only during Flyer games (laughs) only <laughs> flyer games, or
1: games where there are prominent ex-flyers
0: in the lineup. Uh, Shane spare count as a prominent flyer.
1: I was gonna say Jake Voracek in Columbus.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's also yeah, 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 yeah.
1: That's a fun one. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, to to answer this question, it's really weird because I also really like Brian Boyle right now. I'm a big fan of Brian Boyle and everything that he's doing. And you look at when the Penguins signed him. They did not sign him to a PTO, I believe, until the Sidney Crosby news came out. Until like the they day knew
0: before, yeah. it was
1: it was around the same time. Yeah. So basically, probably when the club knew, okay, we're down two centers, so we need a guy like Brian Boyle on a PTO. And yes, he he did come into the room, and he showed something that is valuable. He's a leader. He's a pretty darn good NHL center. It's bottom six center, but still an NHL level center nonetheless. And he's a guy that right now is one of the prominent leaders on a team that is lacking in that department because of all the injuries and all the COVID, you know, missing players. But when you talk about maybe you have Evgeny Malkin move to the wing, I would think Brian Boyle possibly moved to the wing, but that's just me stretching to try to keep yeah. him on this lineup. Because if it comes down to, is Mike Sullivan going to play Brian Boyle as a wing over a guy like Evan Rodriguez? I don't think that's the case because I feel like Evan Rodriguez fits the mold that Mike Sullivan likes to play a lot more than a guy like Brian Boyle. Now, if you ask Ron Hextall, if you ask Brian Burke, then no, it's probably going to be Brian Boyle. So that's why it's a little bit different. But I think the way Drew O'Connor has played and more specifically, the way that Mike Sullivan has spoken of Drew O'Connor in every single opportunity he's been able to get that I think Drew O'Connor, as of right now, has earned a spot on this team when it's fully healthy. I haven't even tried to look at what that is because I know it's not going to happen for a long time. But maybe I should, this week, try to put together a fully healthy Penguins lineup and see where Drew O'Connor fits. But I just feel like because of the way that Sully is talking about him and also because he's tied for the team lead in points and he's also playing very, very good bottom six hockey, that Drew O'Connor has earned a spot on this fully healthy lineup. Now, this is also the same way that he talked about Evan Rodriguez before. So who's is he going to go with his first love, or is he going to go with Drew O'Connor? And that's between Rodriguez and O'Connor. So we don't know which way Sully is leaning. But as of right now, he's definitely speaking a lot more highly of Drew O'Connor. But at the same time, Evan Rodriguez was technically the first line center on Saturday. So I don't know. I don't know which way to split it. The point is, most of these guys are going to be out of the lineup. It's probably, in my opinion, going to be between Drew O'Connor and Evan Rodriguez, but if O'Connor keeps
0: playing the way that he does, I believe he stays in the lineup. So I sent you and Dougie the, my like ideal rundown of how this whole injury situation should go, and O'Connor is in my final lineup. Um, Boyle is not, and who's the other one not? Oh, Evan Rodriguez is not. So, for what it is worth... I had Drew O'Connor staying in the main lineup before the season started, so I guess I should hold to my opinion there. But uh, I also had Zahorna making the opening night roster, so we see where that went. <sighs> Things
1: happen. Yeah, now he's just the, the top-line center for a really good Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Penguins
0: team. But I do like the idea of Drew O'Connor staying in this lineup. I think maybe I'd rework this a little, but yet there boyle just doesn't it just doesn't seem possible just looking at everyone else in this lineup because mm-hmm. you you're not going to scratch Heinen. and i don't think zach aston no. reese is too important anymore uh and everyone else is just unmovable you can't you can't you know in full conscience go into a game knowing hey we just scratched brock mcginn or hey Casper captains in the press box for some reason Boyle just it seems inevitable he's not going to make the team that's all Mm -hmm. or not not make the team but like I mean it might be a scratch scratch. yeah be the healthy scratch come full health but also just you know that's if we ever get there and then we have a very solid first man in yeah an injury later down the line Mm -hmm. um yeah press boxing him with Evan Rodriguez doesn't sound like the worst idea no I mean when you look at the lineup that was iced on
1: saturday once you get jeff carter back or any forward back then you know sam Lafferty's the first name out i mean that's why he's not even in this poll because sam lafferty is the first man out and then after this i would think one of these guys gets sent down probably dominic simone to be completely honest he's gonna have to i believe pass waivers I, i don't remember what his waiver situation is But one of these guys gets sent down and the other two become healthy scratches. So if you're at full health and Brian Boyle and Evan Rodriguez are healthy scratches and Drew O'Connor is that last man in, you're doing pretty well for yourself as far as you know roster strength.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm fully about it. It'll be hard. I'm gonna try and figure do something on Drew O'Connor staying in this lineup for the hockey writers. So gotta find the time to do that. Oh wait, I have like all day tomorrow. Love that. You found the time. Found the time. And, Except yeah, we... that's
1: a Penns game day, too. So, if you if you get it out on a Penns game day, a lot of eyes will be on it.
0: I hope so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because they, they play the, the t- Tampa Bay Lightning once again, this time at home. So, we'll see what John Cooper has to say about this Penguins lineup, if it is the same exact one that is iced that happened on Saturday. And then if the Penguins win again, we'll see if he says if it's his team's fault anyway.
0: Just turns around to bashing the Leafs again because that's what we did. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, 100%. But
0: uh, unless you have anything else. uh, thought I did. I don't. I've I've already got shoutouts and callouts ready for next episode. How about that? Oh, well, there we go. That's going to be... Uh, I mean, let's Put just it this way. right into I, it. now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> a callout uh, I have written down is one that I should have used last week. So we'll discuss it then. Sounds good.
1: But that is going to do it for this episode of the Tip of the Iceberg. Thank you to everybody for tuning in to this episode. Sorry it came out a little bit late. We have busy lives and sometimes it's hard to get together over the weekend, but we did get you your Monday episode, your Monday dose of Penn's talk from the tip of the iceberg. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you guys on Thursday. Have a good one. Penn's fans. You can follow us on Twitter at Nick Horwatt 41 and at Nick underscore Berlansky. You can also follow the show's Twitter handle at iceberg podcast. This podcast can be found anywhere you get your podcast from so please subscribe and rate us on apple podcasts we are brought to you by the hockey podcast network you can visit them on twitter at hockey or at the hockey every team everywhere